What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Yo, you know what time it is. It's Johnny King with another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Sometimes I record these podcasts in the evenings, sometimes in the afternoons, and even every once in a while in the early morning. And on this particular day, it is morning. Thus, you get my low morning voice, which I'm sure you're like, I don't give a fuck. So, let's get to the good stuff. This conversation I'd like to have about leadership. It's been something that's been coming up for me a lot lately, whether it be in my personal uh, and romantic relationships or my business relationships, my uh, relationships with my friends or my family. Uh, I feel like leadership is one of those things that you can certainly learn. Um, Some people might have more of a just an innate kind of quality of, of being someone who likes to lead while other people may have uh, that, I guess, feeling they'd rather follow or let someone else lead. It definitely takes a lot of courage to push yourself out there. And uh, whether it be leading with your voice, leading with your actions, uh, a lot of it can, can ultimately bring scrutiny if you don't lead effectively, or if you lead yourself or others in the wrong direction, it can be scary. And so it's a lot easier, obviously, to sit back and let someone else take that take that risk. And yet, at the end of the day, I do believe that each of us are called to be leaders of our own lives, at the very least. And if you're not taking leadership, then you are just succumbing to the drift of life and uh, and you're acting or reacting uh, versus actually responding to what life throws at you. So I was kind of just uh, doing some research and, and thinking about uh, what, you know, what is even, what is leadership? What does it really entail? And I feel like there's quite a few components of of effective uh, leadership, but at its core, I think leadership really can be, I guess, the the process of of moving people, of of guiding or influencing or inspiring, um, gosh, even yourself or other people, individuals or even groups of people, to move them towards a, a common goal. Uh, or or some type of objective that you come up with, and so it it encompasses really the ability, I guess, to to provide um, focus in a direction. Uh, I think great leadership comprises of someone who can make decisions, who can take action in that sense, who can 
effectively communicate and who, I guess, fosters collaboration with, with others within a team or an organization or a church group or what have you, a family. So leadership often, I, I feel like, entails taking responsibility for, for, the, for the, I guess, the well-being and the success of those who are willing to be led, right? So really that influence, first and foremost, if we're talking about key components of leadership, leaders have the ability to influence really the, I guess, the behaviors or the, the thoughts um, or the actions of, of others. And a lot of times influence comes as a result of uh, someone's past experience, right? Their expertise in something, maybe their confidence or their, um, their charisma, um, or even the, I guess the, the trust or the respect that they've earned over time. Now it's easier, uh, certainly to influence oneself or others when you have a very clear vision, right? Clear vision of the future and uh, one that you can articulate clearly to, uh, to motivate and inspire others. So I guess when you have a clear vision and you're looking to lead a team, uh, like I've been focusing on with my businesses, that when, when you can help individuals see how their efforts contribute to a larger purpose, and to a larger vision, then that can influence their behaviors so that's congruent with, you know, what everyone else is doing, right? <clears throat> so that aside, I certainly have also realized that, um, especially in more of my, you know, my personal romantic relationships, an area that I did not understand or take a lot of responsibility in that I have uh, so much so so much more so in the last ten years is the kind of decision making arena, you know, making decisions that that kind of guide the direction of the relationship or a team, an organization, or um, you know, a family in the direction that uh, that you that you feel like is in alignment with that vision. So I feel like when it comes to decision making, it's not just making any decision that that really serves you, it's more you know, making a decision that weighs out all the options and 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 then considering how uh, a decision might impact um collectively like everyone in the group right or in the family but i do feel like when it comes to entrepreneurship when it comes to uh leading in many ways even on the the athletic field a lot of times uh, a really good leader is able to weigh in on all those options very quickly and effectively uh and decisively a good leader doesn't have to belabor uh decisions I certainly uh, am guilty of overthinking things, but I certainly also know and can see a much younger version of myself in you know friends of mine who overthink 
decisions, making choices, and they will think and spin and ponder various things for weeks, if not months, if not years. And it's tough to watch um, when in reality, if we just gave ourselves some sort of deadline and just follow our intuition, we could probably make <laughs> a really profound and moving decision in a moment versus trying to to come up with your pro pros and cons list and everything else, right? So I'll I'll kind of maybe start thinking these things or communicating these things even more quickly. But uh, as I mentioned, a good leader is able to influence. Uh, they have a really clear vision. They're able to uh, make decisions quickly. They communicate effectively, right? They're able to um, convey their ideas and their expectations and 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 give and receive feedback effectively without getting, um, you know, emotionally hurt over things. They're also actually really good at, at empathizing, to understand and to relate to the, the perspectives or uh, emotions of others, right? Um, I also feel like really, really good, effective leaders take accountability. There's a lot there as a, re- as a result to uh, radical honesty or radical responsibility. They just hold themselves accountable for their actions and decisions. Um, but they're also extremely adaptable, uh, resourceful, if you will. And they're able to kind of change to, to varying circumstances as life throws curveballs and uh, necessitates needing to pivot. Um, gosh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, Oh, they're really good at team building. And so they're really good at bringing together um, groups of people, I guess, and and then fostering some sort of environment of mutual respect, um, trust. Uh, They're able to kind of see, you know, who's really good at what so they can kind of recognize people's strengths um, and then be able to kind of extract those things. I'm trying to think of like, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, like, you know, they just said that, uh, you know, playing with, with those individuals made everyone else better. Um, and I think that's, that's pretty powerful. Uh, what did I just say? Team building. Um, last couple I have here are ethical behaviors. So uh, a, a really good ethical leader makes decisions that, uh, that are ethical, <laughs> that are moral right? Um, and they act with integrity and transparency and authenticity, fairness, if you will. Um, and then I really feel like a great leader is a leader who isn't stagnant, one who is con- continuously learning um, and is kind of on a journey, an ongoing journey of just constant, never-ending growth, self-improvement, learning. Um, they're always looking for opportunities to, to reflect, uh, to, to develop themselves, to improve so that they can enhance their leadership skills. So it makes me think, um, you know, I certainly have been a leader, um, throughout the years, but I found it really easy to do that more. So I'm not really easy, but it definitely felt like more of a normal tendency to lead when it relates to, um, athletics. You know, I remember I was 
going to school at this public school in second grade of all things. And, uh, my mom really wanted me to go to this private school that I'm going to, but I was on the waiting list. So, um, we had just moved to town. And so I ended up joining a public school, uh, around the corner, but my, the rest of my other siblings went to this private school. And so I was the only family member that wasn't going to, you know, to this public school, but my mom would scoop me up from school and then we'd go over to the private school and oftentimes I'd have like half an hour to actually play on the playground with uh, with other kids that I got to know who would eventually be some of my lifelong friends and friends that I've had from elementary school. And so, you know, they'd, they'd see me pop out of the car and they'd, you know, eventually be like, Johnny, we want Johnny on our team playing kickball, um, you know, and I would just, I'd kick monstrous kicks kick that shit over the the rooftops and over trees felt like I was uh you know Mark McGuire on steroids uh except I wasn't I was just probably uh on Fruit Loops and Captain Crunch and Cookie Crisp um but I digress and so all I say is that I I from a young age I think um and being somewhat athletic you know, people started looking at me as like a leader. I would oftentimes be picked first or whatever. So that was all natural uh, to lead on the athletic field. It's not obviously natural for everyone, but for me it was. Um, and at times it would translate. And so fast forward to, um, I guess maybe I was, I was probably 36, 37. I don't remember exactly, but mid thirties. Um, and I was doing another personal development course and we were at this, um, hidden Valley ranch, I think is what it's called up in Northern, uh, California. And we were doing the, these low ropes courses, similar to actually what I did growing up in, uh, going to summer camp. And so this particular task was called the wall. Um, and the wall can be scary. It can be daunting in the sense that there's this wall that's probably at least 15 feet high, I'd guess. And it's just, you know, it's all wood and it's all smooth. There's nothing you can really hold on to. Um, so it's probably 15 feet high and probably, gosh, at least 10 feet wide. Um, and the task that they had given us and there was probably, geez, there's probably 60 of us um, students, if you will. We had to get all 60 of us up and over that um, that wall. And there's like a platform on the back side of it at the very top. So people could stand and like reach over and help pull other people up. We had to get up, everyone up and over this thing while having no more than like three people standing at the top. Um, and so, like I said, it's all smooth on one side. And so you're literally standing on the ground and, uh, and then on the back side there is a platform and stairs for people. Once they get kind of dumped over the top, they can walk back down and you could have no more than three people up there. So we started from the get go. Um, well, no, I'm fast forwarding. They, the, the group, the leaders, um, who were facilitating this challenge, if you will, to our group said, okay, here's the thing. You have to get everyone up and over, um, in as quick a, and safe a, a time as you can. Um, 
and there's a certain time frame that you're going to aim to do that because the last group, the last session did it in, you know, six and a half minutes or something like that. Uh, but you guys won't be able to talk once we start the process. You literally have six minutes from right, you know, from moments from now uh, to discuss what your strategy is. And when we say silence, you all have to be silent and the game commences. I'm like, okay. And we're in a huge circle, you know, like I said, 60, 70 of us. And they said, okay, you've got six minutes to talk about what your strategy is and it starts now. And I immediately uh, kind of like sprint into the su- into the circle and get everyone like, hey, everyone, everyone. You know, I was like, I've done this at least a dozen times throughout, you know, my my lifetime going to various camps and various other leadership stuff. I've done this every single time we've accomplished it. Uh, but is there anyone else that has done this before? And there's probably like four other people that raise their hands. I'm like, awesome, come on, everyone, come on, come on, you know. And I was like, um, I'm not here to, uh, you know, lead as a, as a dictator. I want everyone's uh, input, but we only have so much time. I know how this is done. It's not very difficult, but there are certain things that we need to do. I kind of explained what we need to do. I said, is there anyone that is scared about getting dropped or scared that we won't be able to get them over, you know? And of course, uh, quite a few hands go up. Um, And some people were tiny and young. Some people were uh, older. Some people were a lot, you know, heavier. And I was like, listen, this is what I suggest we do. We get the first couple people up who I would say would be some of the stronger people in the group who would be then responsible for reaching down, grabbing hands uh, as we hoist, as the group hoists people up to those hands. And then those people at the very top can help pull these people over. So we get a couple, I was like, are there any people that would, you know, volunteer? And of course there's a couple of big dudes who are, you know, obviously uh, people that work out and they're muscular, strong, strong guys are like, Hey, we'll do it. Awesome. So those guys get to go up first. And then we said, since, uh, since we ultimately have to hoist people up, you know, we have to have to, it's almost like crowd surfing, right? If you've ever been to a concert and people jump out (laughs) onto the, the crowd and everyone kind of puts their hands up, like none of us would be able to hold someone above our heads on our own. But if there's 30 of us, uh, we can easily hold someone, uh, above our heads. So that's what we decided to do, which is to get some of the larger people up and over first, uh, which I think is also helpful because those that have anxiety around like, oh shit, am I going to get dropped? Um, Or I'm really overweight and I'm embarrassed about this, you know, um, self-esteem issues or or body issues. Like let them not sit there and, you know, (laughs) kind of just muddle in their own insecurity and, and, being triggered about a bunch of people putting their hands on them as they lift them up and over. And of course, everyone, ultimately, uh, people could opt out. If they weren't comfortable with this whole process, they could easily opt out before we started. And no one did. And that gives a lot of credit to um, the, the courage of the each, an indivi- each individual who is really there for personal growth, right? And so um, they're like, all right, you got 30 seconds left before we start. So we really have a good game plan. Um and as soon as they say, okay, and begin, no one can talk, you know, everyone's silent. We just went into action 
and we hoisted, you know, three big dudes up there who got to the very top. They were able to kind of like pull themselves like a, you know, a, a pull up or a chin up to get up and over individually. And then once those three guys were up there, they'd be able to reach down, grab arms and legs of people that we were hoisting as a group up to, uh, up to them. And, uh, we got the biggest people kind of up and over, which they were super grateful for. I'm sure that was not, uh, comfortable because you have to kind of, you're literally just going up and over like a wooden edge. And that wood edge is kind of like sharp to some degree, right? Uh, it's just like two by fours, um, smooth two by fours that the whole wall is made out of. And, uh, we get those people up and over, then we get a bunch of uh, all the other people. And some, of course, some people are like super light. So we're like almost throwing these people up <laughs> and everyone's kind of running off of an, off of adrenaline. But then again, the, the very, the, the challenge is like the last two people. Well, really the last person, right? Cause the, the last two people, and this is something we discussed before we went up and over is the, the wall is so high that no one can really jump, you know, from the ground and jump up and grab the hands of those people that are leaning over. There's just like, it's, it's like 13 feet, right? You can, if you're kind of leaning over the edge, you can probably put your arms down and gain two or three feet, but you know, no one's going to be able to jump from the ground 12, 13 feet and grab the, the wrists of others. So the real challenge is how do you get the last two people up? And so the, the key to this is that, you know, one of the two persons uh, down the ground, you know, <laughs> is able to hoist the uh, the second to last person up to the hands. But then those once the hands grab a good secure hold of that person, wrist to wrist, um, then they just actually hang there. Which you know, of course, someone who's let's say uh, in this instance maybe a, a guy that's six foot, uh, but then his arms, uh, you know, are another two feet if you will. So that's like eight feet. Um, so 12 plus eight, you know, there you go. You're getting pretty close to where this is it's relatively simple, easy for the last person to jump up and grab, you know, the ankles, if you will, of the person that the second to last person is just hanging there. And, uh, but this is hard too. Someone's got to be strong enough to, jump and grab, grab onto that person and then kind of like scale what, what they ultimately did was like held on. And then the people at the top, the three bigger dudes were able to pull up the person that they were holding on to with the very last person who was holding on to the ankles um, of the person, the second to last person, if that makes sense. And sure as shit, we did that. And uh, then they grabbed everyone and got everyone up and over and, we did it in like four and a half minutes versus six and a half minutes and everyone freaked out and celebrated and people were crying and, and, uh, you know, was told later that that was some of the most effective leading, um, that they had ever seen in that whole process. And it wasn't so much that, uh, you know, everyone was just hugging me and crying and like, you're, you're an amazing leader. I'm like, Oh, thanks. Like, but I was like, well, I kind of had like the cheat code. I've done it before and I certainly didn't feel like um, I needed to come in and rule with an iron fist, but I just, it just became very, very clear. And I think it goes to, um, goes to the point that when you have experience and you've done something enough um, or if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> find a person 
who has done what you want to do and who, you know, I, I think about like um, someone who is fit and healthy and works out in the gym and like doing that whole environment and going through all the processes that lead to a healthy physique. It's like, um, like muscle memory to them. They don't even think about it. It's like no big deal whatsoever. They're more than happy to lead you and show you what to do versus someone who might be really insecure walking to the gym, not knowing what machines to, to use or how to use the machines and what the etiquette is to the gym. And so I think it's just one of those things where when you find someone who literally can, can do a process that to you seems like insurmountable or like extremely intimidating. And to them, it's like they can do it in their sleep. They can be really effective leaders if they do have, you know, uh, good communication, if they're empathetic, if they're um, constantly learning, they're just good people, right? And I think that's just the, the recipe, the right ingredients, if you will, into the recipe for me personally, that made that whole experience. Um, like I already had a very clear vision because I've done it so many times. I knew exactly how it was going to go, right? I communicated very, very clearly to make sure that everyone was um, accounted for and was going to be safe. Um, I was able to, to communicate that vision, right? We were very clear about quickly making decisions and I knew exactly what needed to be done and what questions to ask the group, you know? who's scared, who thinks they won't be able to do it, who's strong, would like to be at the top, who would like to be some of the guys that would be the last few um, and all that stuff, right? And we adapted when, when things went wrong. We, we you know, there's a few times that we hoisted someone up and they missed the, the hands of those that were reaching down. And then they kind of like slipped and fell to the, to the left or the right. But the whole group kind of like... <laughs> Again, like crowd surfing, we just caught them and hoisted them back up. And so people would like scream, oh no, but then everyone was there to support each other and just worked out being uh, so beautiful, such an amazing experience that people were crying and hugging me, like I said, and high-fiving and they were like, that was unbelievable. Like it's, it's a really cool process when everyone is unified for a common goal and it comes together so beautifully, uh, so efficiently so effectively uh so smoothly and like i said safely as well it's just fun and uh it's just a really good example of when that all came together and for me i was like damn damn that that the power of of being an effective leader again when when you have a very clear vision of what you want uh when you can be able to influence others in a, in a positive way, not to do things that are, uh, you know, immoral or, um, for nefarious reasons, but for, for good reasons, you're able to influence people because you, you have clear decision-making, right? You have good communication skills. You express a lot of empathy, you take accountability. You're able to adapt and pivot when things come up. You're really good at kind of bringing a team together, team building, uh, everything is above above the line, if you will, or above board, which I mean, is like just you're expressing ethical behavior, right? And you're continuously learning and uh, seeing what does work, what doesn't work, um, and what we're able to achieve to, you know, to beat that previous group. Um, 
that summer by a couple of minutes uh, was unheard of. And, and the way that we took 60 some odd people and put them over a huge 15 foot wall uh, in less than five minutes, uh, people were were flying up that wall uh, and we did it very safely and effectively. So I don't know. I just use that from, from my experience. I'm, I hope that you've had some of, of your own where you can go back and look at like, okay, I, I led really well. Um, or what are some of those areas that I just mentioned uh, that you didn't necessarily do well? And whether we're talking about in team building, uh, you know, corporate job or with your own team, with your own family, maybe your own spouse and kids or with your own siblings, whomever, it's very difficult to uh, get on with life and not be in relationship with other people. And so being a team leader, if you will, is hugely uh, important and one that I continue to develop in myself and in my relationships. Um, but it's one of those things I do feel like, ah, uh, it's, it's just so vitally important, right? Um, leadership in and of itself is just not limited to like, like work positions, you know, or certain titles. I'm CEO, so I'm a leader. Like, no, it literally can manifest in, in just so many different settings, whether it be the workplace or within your community, with your family, with personal relationships. And in truth, effective leadership really can have this profound impact on individuals and organizations as it fosters growth and um, positive change and innovation. So um, it really is a skill that can be developed and refined over time. It's not something that you're born with and you either have it or you don't, but you can refine it over time through just self-awareness and and practice and a commitment to serving the best interests of others. And I think that's really the key is looking to, to create a win-win uh, versus looking for uh, a win-lose where I can win as long as they lose, kind of like traditional athletics. But it's got to be a win-win in, in all these relationships if you want to be a truly effective leader. So anyways, thank you for listening as always. I hope that was helpful. I always love to hear your comments. If you want to hit me up or tag me on social media at Johnny King. Uh, or you can, like I said, email me at johnny at johnnyking.com. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Take care. Cheers. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, hey, it would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, Follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.